In this session, there will be a panel discussion on pillars of India's soft power diplomacy. The panelists are Dr. David Frawley, founder and director of American Institute of Vedic Studies, Ms. Veena Sikri, former ambassador, and Sri Harikiranji, founder of Indic Academy. Uh, may I now request uh, Dr. David Frawley to please join us on the dais. Ambassador Veena Sikri to join us on the dais. And Sri Harikiran, sir. Please join us on the desk. Uh, Shri Harikiran sir will moderate the session. Over to you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I'd like to thank Sri Ramadaji and India Foundation team for giving me this opportunity, India Foundation family for giving me this opportunity to be here today. The way I would like to structure the next one hour would be that I'll cover 15 minutes and each of us will have 15 minutes of uh, opening remarks, and then we'll open the uh, floor for discussion. The way I would approach soft power is from an economic point of view and not from an emotional or uh, entertainment point of view. Imagine a situation, I was recently in California attending an executive program in Singularity University. And there was a session going on and there was a booth there, a meditation booth. And I went into the booth and they put a, a headset around me. 15 minutes of meditation and I heard little birds uh, in my... And the lady said that if you heard the birds, then you have meditated and you are very, very calm and peaceful. This is the kind of uh, product and this startup, this company called Muse, you can check it up on the App Store. It's one of the hottest uh, uh, startups. Again, in another conference in TED, there were, there were conference was happening and there were six pods, like a space capsule. There were six pods, white uh, fiberglass pods wherein you can they open it and you sit and you stretch your legs and you can meditate for 20 minutes. It's called a meditation pod. You can Google it and you can see it's a very beautifully done design. So imagine you're using this, you're meditating and then you're going uh, uh, and buying some health products called Aveda, which is entirely based on Ayurveda. And then you go home and the doctor says that, look, bacteria is the whole ecosystem is bacteria and you must have kombucha every day so you have your gut shots or you have, you have your kombucha and then you switch on the tv and then quantico comes and sure enough priyanka chopra is there and then you change the channels and then golden globe awards come and then you see again priyanka chopra announcing the awards so you actually see the impact 
of soft power across different verticals. If you speak to any entrepreneur in Palo Alto, he will tell you that he has just come back from a 10-day retreat, mindfulness retreat, or a meditation retreat, or a silent retreat. Stanford or uh, Harvard recently has concluded a study saying that mantras enhances your memory power. Sure enough, I challenge you that in a few years' time, there will be Vedic chanting studios wherein an executive will quickly go listen to Vedic mantras and go back to work. This is the kind of trends that are emerging in the world today. Broadly, I would say that there are four C's. One is curated cultural experiences. One is craft. World over, people are saying no to large companies. They want small, they want to take products or consume products which are sustainable, handcrafted, made in a, in a manner that doesn't degrade the environment. That the big trend is consciousness. And in consciousness, I would cover all the spiritual Veda, uh, Vedanta and uh, yoga in that. Because people want to understand spirituality, and that's a big trend. And then care, whether it's Ayurveda, whether it's environment. These are the larger trends that we see in the world today. It's there. It's, if we don't observe it, it's... We, it's, it's it's in front of our eyes across the spectrum. So if you look at India, we don't have oil. We don't have coal. We have culture. Culture is our resource that we need to exploit. In order for us to become an economic power, we need to harness our culture, our civilizational culture. That's the resource we have been endowed with. And how do we do that? If you actually compare and prepare a matrix of all the countries, the top G20 countries or G7 countries, and look at and prepare a matrix and say, which are the countries which have political power, military power, economic power, and cultural power? You would find that whether it's America, China, Russia, Brazil, Japan, uh, Korea, in all this, you would, you would see that India would stand out as a clear uh, tick in, in the soft power or culture power in the matrix. So when I look at culture and say culture is economics and use culture to become an economic superpower, I mean that we look at the value chain of culture. If it's a performance, what goes behind that performance? If it is uh, uh, a retreat, what goes behind that retreat? If it's a product, Ayurveda product, what goes behind it? Everything is about economics. And we need to look at how, how do we harness that economic activity. Now, I had come across uh, a business plan made by uh, McKinsey uh, 20 years ago on, soft on uh, software. 
and they went about it in a very structured way. If you look at a similar approach and we say that we create a business plan for the country, now that we realize that soft power is a means to become an economic power, if we want to be an economic power, we need to have a business plan. And if we need a business plan, we need to have some kind of a strategic direction and understand what are the... So what are the pillars of soft power? How do we prepare this business plan? So I, I, I look at soft power in 12 verticals. Spirituality is one vertical. Yoga is one vertical. Ayurveda is one vertical. Music, films, literature, performing arts, visual arts, tourism, cuisine, handicrafts. All these are different verticals that you... So these are the 12 pillars of uh, our culture and soft power. Now look at 50 countries, 50 cities around the world and prepare a matrix and say, each of these verticals, what is my position? Where do I stand in each of these cities? Where do I stand insofar as cuisine is concerned in Adelaide? How many restaurants are there? How many more restaurants can be there? Where do I stand in terms of handicrafts in Palo Alto? So if you think about it in that way, then you will have a snapshot of what exactly is our position in actionable, measurable way. Where do we stand across these verticals, across this globe, across these 50 cities in the globe? Once we have that, imagine that you're, you have, you're entering in the Ministry of External Affairs and there's a special room which is full of monitors and actually monitoring all these 50 cities you have a map and you have a presence which is, you know, uh, infographics and GIS monitored. And you say that, okay, here, there's one more yoga studio opened today. And then you immediately see that that has gone up. So imagine a situation that we are monitoring on a real-time basis the impact of our soft power in economic terms. That's the kind of a, uh, action plan one can make. And we can do that. And we can have a target of becoming a soft power by 2030. Now, what are the specific initiatives that one can think of in, in, in terms of if we want to become a soft power? One is that we have a, a, a beautiful initiative initiated by the Prime Minister called the Mudra Bank. Now imagine there's a Mudra Global and you have a situation wherein Mudra Global refinances any entrepreneur around the world who wants to set up an outfit, including a pakoda selling, uh, <laughs> pakoda selling uh, uh, you know, a truck outside of uh, Wall Street. Now he wants to sell, sell pakodas in Wall Street and, 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 and he wants financing. So he can go to Citibank and who has a tie-up with uh, in he can go to Citibank. Can you hear me? Yeah. So he can go to Citibank and get a refinancing done, and Mudra Global would actually finance Citibank. So just imagine that as a concept and look at all the entrepreneurs that can be financed 
globally because they are also our constituency. When they are, and they are the distribution or they are selling Indian culture overseas. Look at a fund. Look at a soft power fund. In fact, my colleague is here. We are, we are trying to set up a soft power fund. will probably be successful. Small impact investing kind of a fund which will invest in any cultural enterprise which will think of using technology, upgrading their skills for technology, and looking at global market. And believe you me, there are so many, so many uh, enterprises that can be looked at. Then you have a situation wherein a platform for all the entrepreneurs, cultural entrepreneurs, to come together, like a FIKI, like a CII, like a NASCOM, a network of entrepreneurs who have uh, a body, a voice, that they can represent with the government. These are some specific actionable points that we can conceptualize in, in order for us to look at using culture to become an economic power. There are other, uh, other softer issues of festivals and other softer issues which ICCR has been doing, other uh, uh, presence in the cultural way, in the actual uh, cultural aspects of uh, the soft power. But I'm more focused on the economic aspect. It is indeed a, uh, no other, if, if you look at China, for example, or if you look at any other country, there's no other country which is really, uh, I would say there is, there is a, there's an attempt, we have seen certain attempts made trying to push through institutes and push through uh, other methods. But as we know, ultimately in the game between push and pull, ultimately the pull will win. The push is only to kickstart. Ultimately, the demand has to come from the consumer. In my opinion, the world is waiting for consuming our culture. It's already consuming our culture. And it would be advisable for us to look at software in pure economic terms. <laughs>